We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. This is A Different Perspective with Kevin Randall, a retired U.S. Lieutenant Colonel. Kevin Randall has been studying UFOs for nearly 50 years. Kevin has investigated some of the most famous UFO cases in the world and has been consulted for dozens of documentaries about UFOs. Considered one of the leading experts into the Roswell UFO crash of 1947, Kevin has written more than 25 books about UFOs, including the recently published Roswell in the 21st century. Now, here is the host of A Different Perspective, Kevin Randall. And as promised, we are back after a 167-hour hiatus where we did very little in the way of work. I'm going to be joined tonight by Larry Lawson, whom you may have heard of from the Paranormal Stakeout radio program on this very network, the Exxon Broadcast Network. He has more than 36 years in law enforcement, which has taught him a few uh, things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence. This holds true for the world of the paranormal as well. He says that it is important, whether it is the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, extraterrestrials, or UFOs, to properly gather your evidence. How that evidence is gathered and preserved and then presented to a court of our peers will make the ultimate difference. And as I said, he hosts the Paranormal Stakeout on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Uh, let me say hi. Hi, Larry. Colonel, how are you? I be fine. And you? I'm terrific. Down here in sunny Florida. I don't think I'd tell anybody I lived in Florida if I did. <laughs> we're gonna be. We're gonna really talk about um, the paranormal this week, as opposed to much in the way of UFOs, unless we divert into that topic inadvertently, because. Uh, a different perspective was always set up with the idea of looking at a lot of the different aspects of paranormal, but generally um, sticking with uh, UFOs and that sort of thing. So that's why I kind of wanted to get you on the program so we could we could take that sort of diversion. So when you um, talk about the paranormal stakeout, what exactly do you do on your program? What what is your focus? Well, you know, Kevin, it's really the same thing that you do, only I spend a lot of my time on the, the ghost side of it. But I try to get different uh, aspects, different uh, experts in the field of cryptozoology, UFO, ufology like yourself on the show. But one of the goals, one of the focuses um, on my program is talking about how we collect and preserve evidence, what what we need to do to in, improve our techniques, our equipment, as well as, uh, you know, basically uh, how folks conduct uh, their investigations. When you say, uh, talk about the evidence, what, what, what exactly, what is the best way to preserve evidence? What are we looking for in the way of evidence uh, to, I guess, underscore the validity of the paranormal? Okay. And once again, this is this is my opinion. It has to be done in a precise, systematic form. Something that uh, people are using a, a common um, a common format or a common procedure, so that when we get the evidence, it's all coming in the same way. It's set up the, the same way. It's documented the same way. Um, kept in such a way that it can't be tampered with. 
it can't be uh, fooled with. If there's something about the evidence that may not be legitimate, you're able to discern it and throw it out, if you will. Uh, so it's all about getting that evidence, getting it right, preserving it, and being able to present it in a way that if, uh, if I am uh, conducting an investigation here in Florida and you're con- conducting one of, in your neck of the woods, then they're do- both done essentially the same way. Well, I know that you uh, are known as the ghost guy, so I assume, maybe rightly or wrongly, that you do a lot of investigations into ghost sightings and that sort of thing. Well, yep. how do you collect that kind of evidence knowing that we're going to have to take a break here very shortly? No problem. I'll make this part of it quick. Uh, the type of evidence we collect, obviously, on the ghost side are going to be EVPs, photographs, uh, movements, that type of thing. Uh and then getting those dot pieces of evidence into uh, a, the proper format and presenting it to our clients later. And we should. Okay, well, we're going to have to take our break here. But let, uh, let me say this. Uh, if you want more information, look at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And for those of you listening, and go to the comments section of that this week uh, – and, and give me your email address, give me your uh, street address. The comments are moderated, so it won't go up on the Internet. It'll only come to me. I will send the 25th person to post a comment with that information, uh, uh, several of my books about UFOs and that sort of thing. And for some of those, I will uh, email uh, a, a a copy of one of the books as well so that you'll have a chance to take a look at some of the things I say. Once again, that's uh, www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. I'll go into this a little bit deeper uh, later on in the program so you all have an idea of what we're doing here. When we come back, I'm going to ask Larry Lawson about some ghostly evidence and find out what's going on, and we will return right after this. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at 
HolisticCancerFoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. And as promised, we are back with Larry Lawrence, who is the ghost guy who hosts the Paranormal Stakeout on the Exxon Broadcast Network. You can take a look at that or listen to that, I should say. Uh, if you so desire, just go to the Exxon Broadcast Network website and you can bring up some of his past shows and see what he the we're going family style deal because i want a bite of your big mac and i need some of your quarter pounds. i'll try your filet of fish there's a deal for every friend group at mcdonald's order any two classics for just six bucks price of participation may vary single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer the we're going family style deal because i want a bite of your big mac and i need some of your quarter pounds. i'll try your filet of fish there's a deal for every friend group at mcdonald's order any two classics for just six bucks price of participation may vary single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer he has to say about uh, the paranormal i suppose uh when we went away i was uh, briefly saying that for those of you who will go to my blog www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com uh, send a comment with your email address and uh, your street address, and for the 25th person who does that, I will send a collection of books to you. The uh, comments will not be posted on the blog. I can eliminate them at any point that I want to do so. As I said when we left, we are going to talk to Larry Lawrence about ghosts, and he has been investigating ghosts. And I think one of the things I'd like to hear about is one of the best of the uh, ghost-type um, stories that he might have might have told so larry can you uh fill us in on some of that well yeah actually you know being a cop for so many years and working plenty of night shifts get an opportunity to see uh, a lot of strange things and most of the time early on you you kind of say i'm just imagining it or or i really didn't see that uh one of the stories i like to tell is probably the um the one story that got me more keyed into studying the paranormal was I was a young, it was, I just got into the police business, actually as a corrections officer down in the Dade County Jail in Miami. And uh, clearly I, I'm sitting in one of the, in the control booth on, on one of the floors, and uh, each floor has a corridor with a, a um, walk around the outside so the, uh, the officers can see inside the cells. And then each corridor had a uh, an entry to it that we would also look into the front sides of the cells. Well, to make a very long story really short, uh, I'm sitting there, a young guy, was uh, absolutely wide awake. It was it was after midnight sometime. Had, had two older guys, they were kind of napping behind me in the control room, and I clearly see a figure walk in front of me. Um, 
I know I was awake. I know I wasn't sleeping. I was too young and too, uh, too into the job at the time to even be that tired. And I saw this figure walk in front of me, and I yelled to the two guys behind me, hey, lieutenant's on the catwalk. Because there was a lieutenant that loved to catch people sleeping on the midnight watch. And sure enough, they went out the back door. One went right, one went left. They come around. They walk in. Lawson, nobody's out there. You're crazy. I said, no. I saw him walk right down the middle corridor. And uh, they said, well, you're probably seeing things. This place is as haunted as hell anyway. And that was probably my first um, uh, encounter, at least in the law enforcement business, with dealing with it. Certainly, it got me intrigued with the uh, the paranormal and over the years different things would happen and i would get an opportunity to investigate and 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 look at different events but that was the, the story that got me really going in the field did you gather any kind of evidence or is that just sort of a sighting type story that's a site that that's a sighting site story that's really before i really understood what it took to collect and preserve evidence uh, obviously today uh, my team, which is the Florida Bureau of Paranormal Investigation, um, we try to stick with some very strict protocols on uh, how we uh, how we collect the evidence. And most of it is standard, in, at least in our field of, you know, turning on a tape. I'll, I'll conduct an EVP session, much like I would conduct a. Well, explain uh, explain what that is. Explain what that EVP. session is. Okay, an EVP session. Um, uh, that's essentially where you hear voices on uh, electronic voice phenomena is what it stands for. You you can hear voices that are recorded that you're not hearing with your ears. Now, once again, that is a um, uh, a theory, obviously, that the, the spirits talk in a different frequency than or communicate, I should say, than, than we can hear. But oftentimes it comes across either on a digital or magnetic tape recording. And when you play that recording back, you can hear them saying things. That yeah. Are... Well, I, I've I've seen some of these programs. I think um, Josh Gates on his program that he used to do on the Sci Fi Channel, I think it was, would have those sorts of sessions. And it mm -hmm. always sounded to me like you were kind of um, hearing what you wanted to hear, if you will. I mean, it, it, there was something there, and they're they're trying very hard to decode it or to hear what is being said. And I always I always wondered if they were maybe projecting a little bit too much into that uh, that evidence. What do you there think about is, that? There's absolutely no doubt about that. I have uh, observed investigators, and certainly any, anybody can get so caught up in what they're doing that they – for lack of a better term, lose their sense of reality, and they want to hear something very badly. And, and that's really what makes the difference between a solid uh, investigation and just somebody going out hoping to catch something, if that, if that makes sense. Um, certainly when you – we'll stick with the EVP sessions, for example. You want to stay – got to stay objective, and as a cop – you know, that's kind of where my training's at. you got to stay objective and listen to it. And I've certainly heard some uh, uh, things on those recordings that could go either way. But I've also heard some things that were absolutely unmistakable. We had an event in, in Felsmere, Florida, where I do a lot of my work. Uh, this actually wasn't even an EVP session, but I had four, four people in, a, um, in the basement of the old uh, school, and uh, they were talking, and somebody's phone goes off, and you could hear it's Siri, and they all laugh. But then suddenly, without a question, you hear a little girl giggle. Now, there's four adults in that room, another one being a deputy sheriff, I might add, who's on my team. Uh, and they all stop, and you could hear on the recording, did you guys hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear the I heard that little girl. I heard it, too. And then um, my friend, who will remain nameless because of the work he does with the sheriff's office, um, said, yeah, and I got it on my recorder, and sure enough, he did. It's actually on our website. So there are some things that aren't, are not questionable, and there's some things you've got to be careful and not read into. Well, when you, you mention your website, let's, uh, what, what is the website for the people who might want to listen to that Absolutely. Uh, that would be www.paranormalfbi.com. And that and uh, if they want to listen to that specific uh, 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 part of the uh, program, what you'll just you'll look under evidence and you'll see a little blurb that says "little girl laughing." There you and go. It'll be, it'll be right there. So they can uh, listen to it in themselves. Yeah, actually, and actually, that wasn't even EVP. They actually heard that. Um, so uh, 
that's a little bit different than what we're talking about, but certainly something that was not uh, not something that you could uh, imagine. Was there any other manifestation that night when you were there? I mean, did yeah, you get yeah, photographs we, or anything else? No, that night we didn't get photographs. We uh, we've gotten some photographs up there. We took a, a, a newspaper photographer, and unfortunately, I don't have this picture. Took a picture of a, a blob that he himself said he couldn't explain. Uh, I'm not uh, not a professional photographer, so I photographer I should say. So I had to take his word for it. He couldn't explain it. We've had other um, uh, incidents where pictures have been taken we cannot explain. But you also got to be careful of a little thing called matrixing. I, I I've seen some folks. They'll take some pictures and they'll say, "Look, look, can you see that picture in the background in, in the woods?" And you you see a face. And you look at it and say, no, they're a bunch of tree limbs. But sometimes folks do get so excited that they just they just want to see something. It's rip. Usually nobody's trying to create harm. They're just getting a little too excited. We had we actually I interviewed a guy on Rob McConnell's show that had claimed that they had a picture of an alien at mm-hmm. uh, a cattle mutilation site, and uh, we looked at the picture and uh, clearly. It, it there was it looked like there was an alien in the picture, but it, when I say clearly, but but you know if you looked at it, you blew it up, you could see that it was just a uh, combination of the shadows and the way the trees were, uh, some of them were partially bare and that sort of thing. They gave you the impression of this alien crouching down. There really wasn't anything there, and nobody had seen the creature when they uh, had taken the photographs. It was something that they saw later on in the in the mm-hmm. uh, photograph. So I mean that's exactly what you're talking about. That you want to see something so badly, you actually find that image somewhere on the frame of the film and, and many times it's it, nobody is trying there are people that try to fake things there's absolutely no question about that but a lot of times the folks that I have dealt with they're just wanting it so badly in fact I'll, I'll tell you a really interesting side note we're going back to EVPs for just a quick second uh, a gentleman named Brian Kano who was at one of our events in January um, was doing a very very interesting experiment now I think we can both agree that the human brain is is we still don't know how ninety percent of our brain works. You'd agree with I, I think on that. There are problems with understanding how the brain works. Certainly, right, right. So one of the things experiments he was doing was trying to find out if people who are listening to EVPs or doing EVP sessions with the recorders. Are they almost projecting their thoughts? In fact, are they wanting to hear it so so badly that they are thinking, thinking, and yes, they finally hear something. And the experiment was around, was uh, set around. They they were in a session and had everybody in the room think of a specific word, and then they played it. They played the uh, their recorders to see if that word would somehow be projected. Now, I personally wasn't in there long enough to hear it myself, but a couple of people did say they heard the word. But there was nothing, there was nothing um, paranormal about it. It was just the, the power of the human mind. At least that's what the experiment was trying uh, to expose, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I'm thinking back to the, uh, well, the movie Contact specifically, or, or Carl Sagan's book Contact, which was a, a novel. Mm-hmm. And the lead scientist in there, and I forget her name, which is unimportant because it's fiction, but she would listen to random noises and see if she could pick up the messages being sent that way, assuming that if we were to make contact with an alien civilization through radio astronomy or whatnot, the message might be garbled in the noise, and she was looking for patterns in the noise, and that sounds kind of like what this experiment was attempting to expose or attempting to prove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and I find that very interesting because there's 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 no question that through through the centuries, through the millennium, people have been seeing and hearing things. There's got to be something that is occurring. Now, what that is, that's kind of my goal. Is it uh, is it something paranormal? Is it something man-made? So that's kind of where where I'm at. I certainly have seen enough, frankly, myself to believe there is something else out there. What it is yet, I have yet to discover. But you're you're talking about a paranormal world as opposed to a ufological world. You're not necessarily saying it's alien visitation, oh, but there, no. there may be some sort of uh, interdimensional terror in the fabric of whatever that allows things to pop through, or it may be something uh, completely different, to coin a phrase from Monty Python. 
Well, yeah, and 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 I've become I've evolved enough over the years to uh, keep a fairly open mind. And as a police, to the we're going family style deal because I want a bite of your Big Mac and I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your fillet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Detective, I'm going to be honest with you. Keeping an open mind is what makes me successful because I'm willing to look at all the angles of evidence to prove the crime that I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with. And paranormal is really no different, whether it's ufology, whether it's uh, ghosts. Sure, there, there, there are um, different theories out there that I'm willing to look at that tear in the fabric you were just discussing being one of them. I find that interesting. Uh, there are some areas that I, I won't go into, like there's a, a thought now that ghosts and UFOs are actually one and the same. I don't know if you've heard those, uh, those philosophies at all. Certainly, little, certainly, and we're going to have to swallow. Yeah, we're going to have to kind of take a break here. I'm with Larry Lawson here. His show is called the Paranormal Stakeout on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And as I say, you can uh, check in on the Exxon Broadcast Network website, and you can listen to some of his programs talking about the paranormal and his investigations into it. And you can take a look at my blog at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com, and I will have a brief notice about our uh, discussion today on there so that you can uh, hear a little bit more, get a little bit more idea what we're doing. When we come back, I'm going to ask Larry about uh, uh, seeing actual ghosts or photographing ghosts or something like that to see if we can get to some of the evidence. We will be back right after this. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. 
If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. I'm back. My guest, Larry Lawson, was so annoyed that I mispronounced his name, he hung up on me. No, it is Larry Lawson, for those of you who are keeping score at home, and the uh, uh, program is the Paranormal Stakeout, and please take a listen to it. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, When we went away, I promised that I would ask about um, if he has uh, photographed, has he been at a, a investigation or place where they've gotten multiple chains of evidence as, as we call it, you know, like a photograph, maybe a, something on the voice recorder, maybe something on, on the electronic e- equipment that they use. I mean, multiple chains of, of evidence that might suggest something very por- paranormal is going on. So I'll throw that out to you, Larry Lawson. Uh, <laughs> uh, Should I hang up now? anything like that? <laughs> oh, sure. Um, you know, once again, yes. Yes, the answer to your question in general is yes. One of the things that I like to do, and it's kind of a, a law enforcement trick, I, I call it triangulation. I, I really enjoy it when uh, I get some evidence uh, from three different areas. Uh, could be a could be our electronic uh, um, field uh, indicators. It could be a recorder, and it could be um, our, uh, our shadow uh grid or laser grid that catches shadows you know i like to catch things in threes that gives it a little bit more credibility now i I gotta caution you kevin um while i have my beliefs as a lot of people do in different things um you know we don't want to get too excited and say okay i got this voice therefore this place is haunted i don't and i don't want your listeners to get that uh impression either what we're trying to do is collect evidence that will help us build on the theory of what ghosts are. And there's a bunch of different theories of what they are, and we probably don't have enough time to go into all that. So when it comes to evidence, I like to get things in threes. It doesn't always happen, but that's what I like to get. Now, go ahead, Jeff, question? I'm sorry. No, I was I was just thinking uh, it's kind of like that in in the UFO field, you know. Uh, how do we build these multiple chains of evidences, which is what I refer to, mm-hmm. uh, with the witness testimony? Maybe you have photographs, and it would be nice if you had photographs from independent witnesses in two locations or more, uh, something on radar, for example, or maybe right. some kind of interaction with the environment, and it could be a landing trace, or it could be a craft approaching close enough to a car to stall the engine and dim the headlights and fill the radio with static, something like that. So you multiple chains of evidence showing that the craft is interacting with the environment. It's something more than just the uh, witness seeing a light in the sky. And it sounds like that's what you're looking for as well. Exactly. For example, I have a piece of equipment that will um, uh, test or check the current barometric pressure. Temperature drops we're looking for. One time in particular, um, we were doing a session where we had a a uh, our recorders going. Uh, we had a an EF meter going. We had the barometric pressure meter going, and uh, one person was even using. And this is this tough for a lot of people, but uh, divining rods. But all four pieces of equipment were reacting at the same time. The one that I particularly liked the most was the drop in temperature. Once again, this is theory. Uh, spirits will manifest themselves or attempt to manifest themselves and draw energy from the air. Hence, 
making the air colder. I don't know if you remember the movie The Sixth Sense. Did you ever see that yes. movie? Yes. Okay. Remember when uh, the, the boy, every time he was about to see a spirit, you could see his breath? Well, that's where that theory comes from. It's the drawing of energy from the air for the spirit to manifest itself. In this particular case, got a, a significant drop in pressure. The EF, EMF meter went off. The um, divining rods went off. Uh we didn't get anything, did not get anything on the um, recorder, I might say, but I did get three pieces of evidence, which I thought was interesting. Did it mean it's necessarily haunted? No, but it was interesting. Well, it kind of brings to my mind a question, um, you know, is there a, a, uh, a natural phenomenon that would account for that? I know that sometimes um, if, you, if you put a... Um, crystals under a great deal of pressure you get a piezoelectronic manifestation mm -hmm. a ball of light flying off and usually they're very small but i mean is you know could a fault line cause some of those sort of things thinking of the of the pressure or some other natural phenomenon in that area that that would be responsible for those sorts of things well once again uh it was very very hot so the sudden drop in temperature was a bit unexplained uh as far as a, a fault line or anything like that we well, we have things similar to that in Florida. We don't have uh, the heavy rock underneath that you would have up, up uh, I believe, in Indiana or Illinois. I can't remember where you're at. Uh, Either one. Well, it shows. Well, great, great, <laughs> guess from, great guess from Larry Lawrence. But anyway. I was uh, about to say that. That's exactly what I was going to say. Larry Lawrence comes through with his guesses. Uh, but, but we'll continue our discussion with Larry Lawson right now so people don't get confused. Um, well, well, yeah, there's, there's no question, Kevin, that there can be other explanations. So one of the things that I like to try and do, for example, is if we're conducting an investigation, uh, I'll look at uh, everything from the, as I said, the barometric pressure, the temperature, moon phases I'll look at, uh, solar flares I'll look at, trying to find a correlation between these events and those types of events, if that makes sense. The evidence we get and the events in the atmosphere or in the the, the uh, uh, weather, those types of things. Um, so I, I like to try and do that, if that makes I know, sense. I know in, in ufology what we sometimes do, I use magnetometer, magnetometers that um, mm -hmm. record the magnetic fields. And there was a number of um, plans to build these sorts of things as a UFO detector. And what it would detect is magnetic fields. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the theory being that they run on magnetism or magnetism is important to their propulsion system or something. Um, so I guess the – but you have equipment like that um, that, that records – well, you, you mentioned changes in the atmosphere and that sort of thing. And all of that can be documented as the time and location and then you attempt to correlate it to something else that might have happened at the same time. Uh, and, and you mentioned solar flares as well. Right. And once again, just like maybe not as much in your field as it is in mine, so much of it is theory. So much of it is we're still trying to to create the equipment and tweak the equipment to actually give us exact data. Uh, and, and that's where we're one of the places that we're at now as a field is is creating a a structure of evidence gathering and a structure of evidence preservation, but also a structure of equipment and what we need to do to tweak it to get this information a little bit more precise. Because let's face it, ghosts are theories. Ghosts are theory. Well, I, I, I'm was as, as you were talking, there, I was thinking about uh, photographs. Surely mm -hmm. you've you've got photographs. Yes, we, I've gotten a couple. Photographs are a little bit tougher. They're not always uh, – I find photographs have a tendency to let the mind play a little bit more. My best evidence that I've gotten are EVPs, frankly. Uh, I've gotten some stuff that are absolutely, in my opinion, are unmistakable. Photographs can be a little bit tougher. I've only gotten a couple of them that I would consider um, really authentic. And let's face it, most pictures you get can be explained as to something else. And you got to be a little careful, too, because photographs, uh, in the old days, the, the celluloid film could be doctored. Nowadays, you've also got apps on the phone for the digital. So you got to be a little careful with that. Well, I was going to bring that up. There's a, there's a number of apps you can get to insert kind of ghostly things into your into your sure. photographs. Sure. And you can get in there and manipulate them. In the, in the UFO field, I've often said, you know, 99% uh, of the photographs were taken by teenage boys, and 99% of those are faked. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I can think of one photograph taken by a teenage boy, and it was Carl Hart Jr. in Lubbock, Texas in 1951 of the, the, the Lubbock Lights, uh, that there is no good explanation for. And I talked to Carl Hart um, a number of years ago, and he said he still didn't know what he photographed. But that, that, you know, that was the thing that, that I was thinking, is that photographs are so easily faked in today's environment. Um, how do you, how do you uh, validate a photograph? Well, it's tough. I actually have some, um, because of the field I'm in professionally, I have access to some folks that have uh, a forensic way of looking at photographs, and that's where I'm at now with, with photographs that I have, um, that I'm, I'm going to be able to take a more forensic approach to them. But photographs, you do got to be careful of. And once again, sometimes they're faked, and sometimes it's just the mind of a a person that wants so badly to see something too. Now I am not saying that all photographs are faked or because there are a few out there that I believe to be authentic, but um, you just got to be careful with photographs. You're right. They're the, probably the easiest thing to fake. What, um, what I'm trying to think of here is, uh, do you have a photograph of something that is um, human looking? I mean, what kind of detail do you get in the photographs? What are the, what are the good photographs show you? You've seen all kinds of strangeness over the years, and some of them cannot have never been explained. Uh, there was one photograph that I believe has been found to be, um, it's actually, a, no, it was photographs, it wasn't a, or it wasn't a video. It was taken in England about a specter coming out of a castle. I believe that one has been, has been debunked. Uh, they come in all different forms. I've taken pictures of, um, when, we, when I talk to folks about taking pictures at a, during an investigation, I recommend a set of three pictures minimum, bang, 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 right after another. Uh, that way, you know, you've got, you've got some sort of measuring stick. I've got a, a, a dear friend of mine who um, I, I accept the photograph as being absolutely authentic because I know the people. I saw the photographs in the front and back and it was taken at Gettysburg. And um, they were um, – Standing at the high water mark. I don't know if you're familiar. I, I'm sure you probably are familiar with Battle where, of Gettysburg. You mean, you mean with where where um, right. uh, what uh, Armistead got over the the exactly. concrete wall and and uh, uh, pushed back a little bit of the Union forces until he was overwhelmed. The high exactly. water mark of the Confederacy. Exactly. Exactly. During that Pickett's charge, that was Pickett's what charge. I was saying. Pickett's charge. Yeah. Pickett's charge. Exactly. Well, they took uh, a set of three, three or four photographs, and I saw all of them. In fact, I got a copy of the one that was significant. And if you look at the th- other photographs, they were all taken within seconds. Everything is clear, except for the one photograph. Um, and it is a, you, you see a cloud or a mist kind of off to the side. When you look at it, it's three figures. And it appears to be the three figures are almost like a, a wounded guys in the middle of them, the two on the, on the other outside of them are helping him off the field, if you can kind of picture what I'm saying. And it was significant. But what really caught everybody's eye that wasn't seen right away was that the far right of the picture was a small figure. And once again, it was kind of wispy. And it it clearly shows the 45-degree angle of a salute, a a figure standing there saluting. Uh, Now, people can look at that and say, and I've not had this one forensically looked at, but I know these people. And uh, I know them well enough that I can look you in the eye and say, I believe their story. Because I've seen the other photographs also. And this, there was no mistaking this, this picture. Now, there's going to be somebody out there who's going to say it's faked and there's this and the other thing happened. And, and that's going to happen. Um, but this photograph is about as real as I've ever seen. And I wish I could show it to you right now. I think you'd get a kick out of it. Well... I think that we're going to have to take a break here shortly. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, we're 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 good. We're good. And when we come back, we're going to explore this a little bit more. Uh, learn about some uh, other photographs that might be available to take a look at. Uh, the website is uh, once again the website is uh, Larry Lawson. Oh, it's a website. You can, you can reach me at www.paranormalfbi.com, www.ghostguy. Dot, uh, gmail at gmail.com okay and uh, I'll have something up on my blog at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com uh, talking about uh, some of the things we've mentioned here today and maybe giving a little bit of information and some places to look for additional information about what 
we've all been talking about. And if you get the uh, urge, take a look at the book, uh, Roswell in the 21st Century, which I feel I must mention every week for some bizarre reason. We will come back right after this with Larry Lawson and talk about uh, more ghostly things. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net.
And as promised, I have returned with Larry Lawson, as opposed to Larry Lawrence. I don't know where that guy came from. Uh, he hosts the Paranormal Stakeout on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, so give that a listen. I'm sure you'll be delighted with that. When we went away, we were talking briefly about photographs of ghosts, and I was trying to determine whether or not he had any photographs that showed us an apparition, and I hate to mention it because people will think of the wrong movie, but, uh, I mean, in the Ghostbusters, especially the original movie, they were getting some... Which was funnier than the new one. I shouldn't yes. say that. But. Uh, but they were getting some full <laughs> full frontal phantasms, or phantasms, I guess, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And did have you seen any photographs like that, or do those photographs suggest that they've been manipulated in some way? Are there any really dynamite photographs like that? Well, uh, you mean like we've seen in Ghostbusters? I have not personally seen any like that. I've seen some... That have been taken that I that have been taken in my presence around that I'm I am pretty convinced uh, show something. Um, I'm once again getting some of those uh, forensically uh, reviewed right now, so I'm kind of excited about how the, where that's going to come out. But most photographs are going to be, in my opinion, pictures that people are are, are looking. We almost we call it the word matrixing. I don't know if you've ever heard that word, where your mind almost puts a face or something in there. Um, it's called gestalt psychology, I believe. Yeah, right. You fill in um, the blanks. Basically, and that's what the brain's doing. Now, you look at some of the stuff that's coming in from overseas, particularly Asia, for example. Most of that is um, is pretty, pretty. It's pretty obvious it's been faked. Now, there's one video that I really would like to get more information on, and it was taken in uh, New Mexico, I believe. And I, I, if any of your listeners might even have some information, this video I'd like to see, and it shows it's in a police station, and it shows a figure walking through a secured compound, and the cops are saying nobody was back there. So most of what you're going to see, where people believe they've seen something, it's going to be wispy. It's going to be something like that. Um, there, there's a couple other video or pictures I've seen on the internet recently. There's one where a, a woman's uh, hus- elderly husband who had just recently died was pictured behind her. You know, the, you get pictures like that. I can't attest to that. I can't attest to the authentic- authenticity of anybody's photograph without having it forensically examined. But they are out there. Well, the thing that uh, strikes me is there are alternative explanations for these sorts of things as well. Um, tricks of the camera. And I think in the digital age, it's even more prevalent than it was when we were using celluloid film to, to take oh. the pictures. Oh, no, no doubt. And that sort of thing. So I, I, you know, that, that was something that I've always wondered about. With UFOs, as I said, we have lots and lots of pictures some mm-hmm. of them are just blobs of light, and I suppose if your belief structure was other than alien in nature, meaning you believe these all things are alien, you could you could interpret some of those as ghosts as well, or uh, instead of. Uh, so your belief structure comes into play as uh, as as well as. Uh, well, you got to you got to look at it this way too, Kevin. Uh, certainly, you've got to be mindful of people that are trying to deliberately play tricks. You also have to be cognizant of folks that are maybe wanting it too much. But there's also that other section of folks that have had experiences that maybe could not have been photographed, weren't photographed, nobody else saw, but they're intelligent, college-educated people who have experienced this. And it's tough to tell them, no, this stuff doesn't exist or it's in your own mind if they've truly experienced it. Um, we haven't got spent, we didn't get much of a chance to talk about your uh, your view of UFOs, but I, I'm assuming it is your belief that there is something else out there. Would, would that be accurate? There is a very distinct possibility based on some of the really good cases that there is alien visitation going on. Um, Level Land springs to mind. Socorro may be uh, another example. Roswell, the problem is we have uh, a lot of people claiming to have been involved in this thing who clearly were not and kind of uh, setting up a noise-to-signal ratio that is uh, tremendously disheartening. Right. Um, so there's there's that sort of thing. But we don't have... We have some cases that lead us to the idea that there's alien visitation, and we have the multiple chains of evidence, and again, Level Land comes to mind, um, mm-hmm. that, that, that suggests that. So uh, you know, I, I assume that your belief structure or, or 
whatnot lead you to a conclusion there is some sort of phenomenon going on and it may may not be ghosts as we interpret ghosts and well, when we say ghosts what exactly are we talking about are we talking oh, about man. manifestations of the dead or or something <laughs> different well that's and i mentioned that earlier we could spend probably an entire show just talking about that and the different theories yes the general consensus is it are, are were humans that were on this earth that have passed into another realm but then you look at some uh, new theories like i said there's one out there that i really have trouble biting on, if you will, that UFOs and ghosts are connected. I, I'm just telling you that's a theory that's out there. I'm not, I, I don't really uh, bide by that one. But there's also talks about ripping the, the, in the dimensional fabric. Maybe it's a different dimension. There's all kinds of different theories out there as to what ghosts are. Uh, some people feel that it's a, a, a spirit that has not gone through the light. As you've seen in many, read in many, many different stories, uh, people died and come back, they see a light, and they go to walk through it, and their family's there. Those stories have been out there for so long, it's hard to completely discount all of them, but you can also say, well, you're just picking up stories other people have said. There's also interesting th- stories about people that have had past lives. Now, once again, not necessarily agreeing or disagreeing with that, but what I am telling you, in my opinion, there's enough evidence out there to say that there's something different. There's something going on. There's something outside of the realm that we normally deal in. My goal is to find out what that might be. And it it may be the traditional view of ghosts. It may be something different. But what I would eventually like to do is be able to to, uh, collect enough evidence that I could actually present it to a court, if you will, to prove that there is something out there. What that is yet, we're a long way from finding out. Well, I would think in in the world today, rather than presenting it to a court, you'd want to send it uh, in the scientific community. You you write it up in a peer-reviewed journal and and get the comments that way, which is essentially the same thing. The same thing. It's just my way it's just my way of putting it, I guess. You know, I, I, I deal, deal in the world of legalities and proof in that line. It's just my way of putting it. But certainly the scientific world's the same thing. We're, we're talking the same language. Absolutely. And interesting, you'd say I, the two books I've done on paranormal were uh, one was about near-death experiences. And it, uh, uh, my agent had pre- uh, presented the idea to me and wanted to know if I could do something like that. And I did a nice little book called Conversations, which dealt with past lives, which I, um, uh, a woman who thought she had been abducted, and as we were doing the hypnotic regressions and the research on that, began to tell these horrific tales of things she had seen in past lives, which mm-hmm. was fascinating. And there were things that in today's world she could have easily found on the internet, but back when we were conducting the uh, the research, there was absolutely there was no easy way to gather all the data that we could today. You know, you'd have to spend hours in libraries getting all kinds of esoteric mm-hmm. things found. As today, you just type some bizarre thing in the internet and and you get answers uh, immediately. Thousands of answers that can take take you to those places. So, but the the point simply is, you know, I've done I've done two books on the paranormal. The one thing that struck me about the people I interviewed for the near death experience is how calm they had become. Mm-hmm. Um, the, a number of their fears had been allayed by that experience, and they were just much calmer people. And I thought that was kind of an interesting um, side effect of the near-death experience. Whether or not it was really uh, experiencing what would happen after death, it was uh, something that calmed them immensely. So, so, was so, so was it something? Uh, uh, something that was manufactured in the depths of the uncharted areas of the human mind, or was it paranormal? Therein lies the questions that. I am trying to find the answers to. Uh, And like I said, being in my line of work, keeping an open mind, looking at all the evidence, and just don't discounting it because of uh, I just don't believe it, doesn't work for me. I have got to look at all the different angles. I have got to look at all the different evidence and let the evidence take me to the conclusion. I think that's the the way we all want to operate. Let's figure out where we're going, uh, not figure out where we're going, but take a look at the evidence and see where it takes us. And if it takes us into the structure of the human brain as opposed to something outside it, then that's the direction we have to go to get our exactly. answers. Exactly. Uh, so it's, it, it's a lot of belief, too. Like I said, I've had enough experience in my life. I believe there is something else out there, just like you believe that there's, that there's something else beyond, which I happen to agree with you on. Belief system does become part of it. 
Well, Larry Lawson, I almost said Larry Lawrence, believe it or not, <laughs> had, had to stop and correct myself. want to thank you for taking your time to uh, share your investigative work with us here on A Different Perspective and make a mention that you uh, host the Paranormal Stakeout on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, so take a listen to that. And uh, we'll have to get together uh, again sometime and t- take this in a little bit different direction, maybe s- look at some of those theories on ghosts and whatnot. I'd, I'd like to because, they, like I said, we could spend an, a whole show just talking about those theories. Yes, we could. Um, I also say that at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com, there will be, a, as usual, a short uh, synopsis of what we talked about here uh, on the program. But if you click on the comments and send me a comment with your email address and your uh, home address, as I say, the 25th person to do that, and I'll count it very carefully, will uh, I'll send you a selection of books I've got about UFOs and that sort of thing. And as I say... Because I have to moderate the comments, it will not appear on the Internet. It will be something that I can just look at and I can delete later on. Uh, Next week, we were going to talk to Alex Sakaris, who wrote a book called Why Science is Wrong About Almost Everything, which kind of uh, gets into where we were going today. and take a look at, as I say, www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And for those of you interested in the Roswell case, I think Roswell in the 21st century is going to answer a lot of the questions and give you a lot of information that has not been published to this point and give you a different perspective, if you will, on the Roswell UFO crash. We will return in 167 hours with another edition of A Different Perspective. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer.